everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Appraisal Buzzcast. I'm Jim Morrison, and with me as always is Hal Humphreys, our host. Hal, welcome in. Good morning, Jim. How are you today? I'm doing great. We have a great episode today. We have Brent Bowen, who's an Appraisal Buzz author, an appraiser down in Texas, uh, joining us today. Hey, Brent, how are you? I'm great. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity to get on and chat with y'all and see where this goes. Well, also, Brent is um, is one of our new instructors at Appraisory Learning, um, and I'm really excited to have him on board with that. Um, I think this is going to be a really good um, good partnership we have going. Um, I'm, I'm tickled to have you on board with that, Brent. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I've, uh, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things I, I keep tinkering with uh, every day and uh, just it's just more more fun, and I can't wait to get out there and um, and start teaching some, some actual it. live students. Well, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get into the, the valuation business? How long have you been doing this? Kind of who is Brent Bowen? Well, I actually started appraising straight out of school. I went to, to Baylor and uh, got a, a degree in economics and real estate, and uh, when I was looking around, I realized that appraisal is is the perfect marriage of real estate and economics. And so um, I, you know, I jumped right in and never looked back. So I've been doing this for about 25 years. Wow. Okay. Good, good, good stuff. Um, you know, my, my degree is in marketing and economics, uh, but I grew up in the business. Um, and I think you're right. It is kind of the perfect marriage of um, real estate and economic theory uh, applied in a very real world sense. So, um, Brent, again, thank you for being here. I do want to take a real quick second and give a shout out to one of our sponsors. And we'll be right back after that. The Dictionary of Real Estate Appraisal, 7th edition, is a landmark text that reflects the depth and breadth of appraisal knowledge. Each entry, definition, and reference has been painstakingly researched and designed to reflect an expert understanding of issues that currently impact the profession. The new dictionary is an essential authoritative resource for all appraisers. The dictionary is divided into two sections, an alphabetical listing of terms directly related to real estate appraisal and an addendum with topical glossaries and compilations of terms used by related real estate professionals. Find it at appraisalinstitute.org slash dictionary seven. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Hal Humphreys. You're listening to the Appraisal Buzz. We have Brent Bowen from down in Texas with us today. Brent, we are, um, you know, I'm personally excited about your new class coming up at Appraisery Learning. Um, the class is titled Creating Formulas That Work. Uh, it's a seven-hour virtual CE class. It premieres um, Tuesday, October 31st. You're going to be teaching that in a Zoom setting. Is that right? That's correct. Tell me tell me about that class, creating formulas that work. What does that mean? Okay. So um, what you might think it means is uh, a push toward data science, which in some ways it is, but it actually starts in the social science realm. Um, when you, when you look at data, you got to realize that, um, we're just talking about people. And so when you start to think about how are people behaving, what's making them tick, um, that's, that's social science. And so the, uh, the key is to take a step back from the data 
and start asking the why question. Um, why does the data say what it says? Um, how are people reacting to different aspects of real estate that are resulting in that data? And what I've realized is that you can, once you ask those why questions, then you can create a formula that will uh, sort of replicate how buyers and sellers act and react. And instead of reinventing the wheel every time, you can actually set up a process to where uh, you're integrating variables into formulas that are actually the variables that real people are making decisions by. And it, and it speeds things up dramatically. And, and what I'm hearing you say is, and I've used this example um, before in my classes, um, I've never once in my career talked to a buyer who said house A had two fireplaces and house B had three fireplaces. Therefore, I paid $6,482 more for house B because it had the additional fireplace. What normally happens is they see the two fireplaces and like, oh, it's got fireplaces. They see the extra fireplace, but it's in a little nook off to the side and you could vision yourself in your leather chair on Sunday morning with your kid in your lap or playing Legos on the floor or whatever. And it's a total irrational decision yes. um, based on hopes and dreams and fears and ego and all those things. Yes. So uh, we get into that very uh, aspect into the class in talking about uh, when we're talking about market value, we're talking about some assumptions that people are acting rationally and that they're informed. Um, and we, we talk about how, well, that's not always the case. So does that just throw market value out the window? Is it just an impossible concept? And what we, what we look at is the fact that, yes, people are irrational, um, but they're predictably irrational. And so once we realize that, uh, then we can not worry so much about, um, you know, do, am I asserting that this buyer, like, like you said, oh, well, I, I've made the decision that this fireplace is worth, you know, $4,250 to me. Um, no, you're, you're not asserting that, but what you are saying is that there's some variables that go into, um, how the market reacts to a fireplace and you are able to uh, sort of mirror the typical level of rationality and the typical level of knowledge that results in a number. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing about this is, you know, I had, I've had some conversations recently with, um, some, some fairly high up thought leaders in this industry talking about, um, you know, data analytics, um, and, and how we as appraisers, as analysts deal with data. Um, and I think it's important for us as appraisers to think about this thing in terms of we're dealing with data. Yes, there is some emotional stuff. There's some, some fear, there's some ego and all that stuff, but the data will tell you, um, how the market is behaving. Um, if you ask the, the correct why questions, right. Um, but there, there's some discussion in the industry about the notion that, appraisers that are out there um just 
making adjustments for fireplaces, decks, porches, whatever, um, based on a paired sale, a thing, a, a bit of information, a depreciated cost analysis, whatever, they're probably not going to be as relevant going forward as the appraisers who think about this in terms of data science. We've got all of this information. We've got much more than just a paired sale. We've got a, an entire data set that we can play with and start to understand. Um, and I think when you talk about your class, it's, it's, it's a really good class to get people to thinking about data science and actual analysis and not just, hey, let's pull it, an adjustment out and support that one adjustment. Yeah, well, what I think is the great thing about it is it's accessible for both ends of the spectrum. If you love regression and you are, you know, just doing tons of that and that's the way you like to support your adjustments you can integrate that into formulas if you're an old school paired sales person and that's what you like then and you can can support some uh, some uh, observations that way that works too and actually what i encourage in the class is don't get stuck to one thing you can actually combine all of these things together because there are certain things that uh, data analytics does well and there's certain things that it doesn't um, and and so we talk about that you uh, if you're using regression uh, are you considering collinearity so where your um, your model is actually um, uh, incorporating additional variables that you hadn't thought about and and the first time i came up with this or observed this was not in the realm of regression. It was just, I was just doing market studies and I, I noticed that, okay, my, uh, my market research is saying that this pool adjustments are, should be way higher than I thought. And then I started digging into the data and realized, well, actually what I'm noticing is that the houses with pools also have more covered patios. They have the outdoor kitchens. They've got more landscaping in the backyard. So what, uh, when I was trying to isolate the pool variable, it wasn't really isolating just that variable. There are so many other things. And once I knew all those other things, it didn't mean that I threw out my data. It means that I understood it in a different way. And appraisers can be really good at that if they are given the tools to do it. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, like you said, it's not just one approach to supporting an adjustment. I think you think of it in terms of, I need as many different supports for my adjustment as possible. And then, like you said, you've got all this data. You've got some paired sales. You've got some depreciated cost analysis. You've got some linear regression. And they're all pointing kind of in the same direction, but maybe you notice some differences. That's when you step back from the data and you put on your analyst hat. And that's that's a part of analysis that is is key, I think, is is the ability to step back and say, what does this all mean? Right. Right. And, and the great thing about it is what you realize is when you've done all this research, you don't have to do that same research over and over again on every assignment. Um, you might think, well, my client's requiring that. It, what they're requiring is support. So if you can say, I have supported that here is how 
my market reacts to a particular amenity um, or a particular difference. And you can actually turn that into a, you know, a pretty sophisticated formula that is incorporating all of that. Then you don't have to go back and redo it every time. Uh, you do need to stay on top of it. I, I think that's where, um, you know, everybody gives the, um, you know, the, the old school adjustment sheet, uh, you know, um, okay, here, you're a trainee, here's your adjustment sheet, have a nice day. And, you know, that gets a lot of, uh, a lot of flack and, and a lot of it's well-deserved. But when you, when you step back, you think, well, that sheet probably isn't all wrong. And why is it not all wrong? It's because that came from somewhere. Those were observations that the, the mentor appraiser had made. And, okay, this is how I have observed this. And I'm going to try to simplify it and hand it to a trainee to get them started. Um, the problem is yeah, those sheets you get taken as gospel and uh, never get uh, asked why questions. Why is that the, the number on there? Um, so so we, we sort of are, are taking that concept um, into the era of uh, more data analysis and uh, really just making it a little bit more sophisticated. But it, the concept originally as designed wasn't all wrong. It just mm -hmm. was incomplete. Well, at the, end, at the end of the day, there is, you know, yes, we have access to all manner of information as real estate appraisers these days. Um, you know, the, the MLS in Nashville, Davidson County is absolutely gargantuan. Um, you could take this gross data set and prove anything you wanted to prove statistically. Um, but then you end up doing the thing of like, he uses statistics much in the same way a drunkard uses a lamppost for support, not illumination. Um, yes. what we're looking, what we're looking for here is illumination. Brent, I'm going to, I'm going to do this real quick. I'm going to take a real quick break, um, and, uh, hear from one of our sponsors and then we'll come back and finish up this conversation. Did you know that NAN hosts quarterly discussions with our appraisal panel on bias, inclusion, equity, and diversity initiatives that impact the appraisal industry? The topic of bias in the appraisal world will remain at the forefront of legislative, agency, and lender priorities well into the future. At NAN, we believe that intentional bias is only a very small fraction of the underlying issue and that outdated policies and regulations and unconscious bias are of far greater concern. It's our hope to work closely with the appraiser community as partners in an endeavor to improve processes and procedures and ensure equitable treatment for all valuations. Learn more by visiting nan-amc.com. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Appraisal Buzz. I'm Hal Humphreys. I've got Brent Bowen uh, joining me today. Brent is working on a class for appraisery learning. Uh, we're going to be offering that on October 31st, which is a Tuesday uh, seven hours creating formulas that work. Brent, let me ask you this. Um, if somebody wants to take this course, what do they need to know beforehand? I think what they need to know beforehand is that this isn't trying to sell somebody an app. Um, this is teaching appraisers to use tools that they already have. The, the nice thing about that is there's a lot of great apps out there. And so I tell everybody, it's like, keep your, keep your favorite app for adjustment support. Those, those are great. I use a, a lot of them. Um, but what we're trying to do is say, 
whatever you use, can you, can you find a way to put this into Excel um, or Google Sheets is what I use. It's free. So it's just a standard tool that is out there. It's been out there forever. Most appraisers know how to use it on some level. And um, so what, what they need to know is uh, I'm actually making it really easy and giving everybody a starting platform. So I'm actually, the class includes a uh, fully functional integrated spreadsheet that's got a lot of variables already mapped out. Um, and uh, part of the class is teaching you how to make this relevant to your market. So it's, it sounds complicated. I read the description of the class um, when, we, when we were working on it and I was like, is anybody gonna take this class? It sounds so hard. <laughs> it's like, it's not that hard. If you've been an appraiser for a little while, you've got a few appraisals under your belt, it, this is an accessible class for you. Um, and I, I think it's probably a necessary class in order to move forward in the industry the way it's going. I think you're absolutely right. And uh, here's, here's what I would say. Um, you know, USPAP is pretty clear. If you're going to be using a software product that, that derives indications of adjustments, or for instance, if you're going to do a discounted cash flow analysis and you're using a software that specifically does discounted cash flow, you as the appraiser are responsible for understanding how that software works. Do you have to know every in and out and detail of it? No but you have to understand how that software takes the information that you give it and spits out an answer because otherwise you don't know what that means. Well, this course to my mind, you know, you said you use several tools. I use, you know, I use GandhiSoft, I use Spark. Um, I use uh, Solomon adjustment calculator. I use all of those things. Um, I have done studying on each one of them to inform myself on how they come up with the numbers they come up with. But mm -hmm. this this process will get your head in the right place to understand how the math works kind of below the, the, the top level right. sheet. Yeah, that's exactly right. What in fact, a lot of what we do is um, try to pull back the curtain on uh, where are these numbers coming from. And uh, that's a lot of the, the math work that I've done in uh, setting this up is actually um, I've gone and pulled back the curtain and figured out a lot of the the base level formulas and uh, and teach the appraiser here's where you put the data in order to align this formula with with your market with what um, your data source is saying in your market and you've got the why in in the spreadsheet um, and, and so uh, yeah that's super critical to understand um, how it works. Um, I, I agree wholeheartedly. This kind of cash flow I've been talking a lot about lately and relative to uh, a solar um, technique I've got. And I ask people all the time, if you're using a discounted cash flow technique, do you feel like you can support a, a market discount rate? If you're going for market value, you need a market discount rate. Do you know how to do that? And I've only talked to one appraiser that said that they really felt comfortable um, supporting a, a market discount rate. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's telling, that's not, not enough. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I, I really look forward to it, Al. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited about it as well. Um, you know, Brent, thank you again for taking the time to, 
to be here and kind of talk through that class with me. Um, Jim Morrison, do we by chance have an anonymous appraiser question today? We do. And Brent, what these anonymous appraiser questions are is people can write in with a question and we'll ask our expert of the day and, you know, hopefully we'll get a good answer for them. Um, they can reach out at comments at appraisalbuzz.com to submit their questions. So this one says, I have a house with an unfinished basement. The builders have marketed it as waiting to be finished. They have installed a toilet, shower, and sink, but haven't put up any walls, carpeting, or tile down there. Is there something you would count in the bathroom count? Oh, I'm going to take a stab at that first because I actually appraised a house about three years ago that had um, in the basement, there was a partially finished area. There was a garage that was like a workshop. And then around the finished area, there was a, a little alcove back there that had uh, no walls. It had a toilet, it had a sink, and it had a shower. Um, now, do those things have functionality? Yes, they do. But in order to enjoy those functionalities, you're going to be in full view of anybody who's coming in and out of the garage. Um, so I did not count it as a bathroom. I just mentioned, hey, the elements are here, but it would need some privacy to, to be considered a bathroom. Uh, Brent, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, my thought is it's less important whether how you're categorizing it and more how you're explaining it. Um, so there would be functional obsolescence there. And so whether or not you chose to you know, interpret the standard in a way that you would uh, include it or, or not include it, um, either way, you're going to need to explain, okay, I included it, but I also considered the functional obsolescence of uh, all the, the, the missing items that would be necessary for full functionality. Um, and here's how I considered that. Uh, so that, that's the more important fact is I think, the functional obsolescence. I think you just hit on the key important factor in real estate appraisal in general is explain what you did and why you did it. Um, and that goes back to the course you're working on. It is a way to help you not only explain, but to help you get your head around what do these things mean? And then once you've done that, then you can explain it. Um, and again, I, I, I will say this without hesitation appraisers that analyze the data um, and thoroughly analyze it and then take the time to report their findings in a meaningful way. Um, that is to say, explain what you did, why you did it, what it means. Those appraisers will remain relevant. Appraisers that are going through a very quick process, trying to punch things through the UAD as quickly as possible without getting a red flags, I don't think they're going to be as relevant going forward. I agree. I agree. You, you have to, uh, to, especially when you've got something unusual, it's one thing to have, um, stock commentary for the everyday situation. I mean, in that, that suffices just fine when it's the, the normal average everyday, um, adjustment amenity and you're supporting it the same way you've always supported it. That's fine, but as soon as you come up on something unusual like that, you got to stop and say that my goal here isn't to get through this as quickly as possible. It's to get through this as clearly as possible, and so that that takes takes a few extra words. It does, and extra words take extra time. Um, and we could talk long and hard about time and money and what that means for us as appraisers. But at the end of the day. 
the appraisers going forward that will remain relevant are the ones who can analyze the information, understand that analysis, know what it means, and explain to a reader what this means and, and why I'm doing it. Um, Brent, I'm really looking forward to your class. Um, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I've seen some of the process um, in the development phase, and I think it's going to be an incredibly useful thing. And for those of you listening out there, uh, the boots on the ground appraisers, know that um, this is built in Google Sheets. Um, you will leave the class with, it's, it's a piece of software that is available to all of us. Um, and you'll leave the class with some tools you can start using the very next day, if not the same afternoon. Um, Jim Morrison, anything else we need to cover today? Yeah, we're going to put links below and everywhere for people to sign up for the class. It sounds like the formulas from Brent alone are worth the price of admission. So I think this sounds like a really interesting class and I can't wait to see it. Great. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate the fact that somebody is uh, thinking that it's going to sound interesting to uh, do math and uh, talk about <laughs> formulas. I, I think so, too. But uh, I'm really glad to uh, to hear that you agree. <laughs> well, like I said, we're excited about it. Um, Jim, anything else we need to cover today? No, we're that's great for today. OK, in which case. For Jim Morrison and Brent Bowen, I'm Hal Humphreys, and that is your appraisal buzzcast for today. <laughs>